Welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey guys, I'm back. Feels so good to be on the mic. Just jump right into it. I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Nelson Mandela. I'm recording this uh, the last week of February. On the 26th, it's going to be my 35th year around the sun. On the 25th is going to be the anniversary, fifth year anniversary of my dad passing. And at the end of this month is going to be the one year anniversary of my husband and I getting married. And and it's Black History Month. So it's just a beautiful time of reflection for me. So just a beautiful time of operating in in gratitude and uh, that's just where I'm at right now that's where I'm at and it's a whole lot there's seasons to life and sometimes I'm definitely in the mode of reflection while executing or I'm just straight up and down in execution mode right now I'm doing a lot of reflecting and and I'm enjoying that I'm loving that I'm relishing in that I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury Brown of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com Welcome to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. If you're new, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are a community of women entrepreneurs who are rebelling against the status quo and dare to create the life and businesses of our dreams. I teach women how to make more money, more bank. I teach women how to be more bold. I teach women to design and have the confidence and courage to have the life that they deserve, an extraordinary, juicy, happy life, you know, and, and, and it, within that happiness, all the realness and all the pain that life that comes with the human experience. And we are in the second iteration of our Heavy is the weight of the crown series. Last week, we talked about authenticity and these are leadership qualities. This week, we are talking and focusing on courage. I really sit down and think and reflect, like, what makes a good leader? What what are some of the characteristics or things that I've noticed about good leaders, about people who live extraordinary lives, do extraordinary things, and what are some things that are working for me? And one thing I notice about people who have the big fat juicy lives everybody I know who's living on that frequency is bold bold and another way of saying it is courageous and everyone feels fear everyone has insecurities I certainly do but the bold 
people, the bold baddies, we do it anyway. The bold unicorns, we do it anyway. We do it afraid, you know? And I want you to contemplate a question. Are you who you want to be? Are you who you want to be? If not, do you have the courage to be bold and level up? Now, I want to focus a little bit on courage, that definition. The definition that I liked, that I came across, is the ability to do something that frightens one. Courage is just such is so necessary. Courage is needed to change. Courage is needed to identify areas of growth and take ownership of those. Courage is needed to start things. Courage is needed to end things. As a boss, you need courage to know uh, it's time for me to hire. As a, oh, a person, you have to have courage to set boundaries. Courage is needed to pivot. It's needed to fire somebody. It's needed to level up in any way, shape, or form. I told this story on this podcast about me coming after my grandpa passed, me making the bold decision to leave New York, my comfort, the place where I went to school, the place that I had all my friends, the place, the place that I had a relationship, the place that I uh, felt comfortable. It was diverse. It was the, the streets felt homey to me. The people and our attitudes felt warm to me. I love New York and it was such, it is still such a huge part of my identity being a New Yorker and all of all that, what, and all of what that truly means and all of what that is perceived to mean in media and other ways. I just loved it. And I never saw myself living someplace else. And when my grandpa passed suddenly, it, what life reminded me was it's fragile. Uh, We're all getting older, myself and my family. And for me, one of my core values is family. Family is so super, very important to me. I'm very close to my family and they they bring me so much joy. I'm not a person who has a lot, a lot of friends and, or, or do I need a big network of associates? But that those core people, they're so, so important to me. And we just have such a good, rich family with, on both sides of, you know, personalities and stories and love. And, and so when my grandpa passed suddenly, I, I had to, I knew who I was. I was clear on the fact that family is important and I decided to move here. And it was bold. I left an apartment. I left a relationship. I left a very good paying job and I came to a place where I didn't have a job. I had to take the bar. I had to, I had to figure out a friend group. I had to figure out an identity not attached to New York. And it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. And as a result of me taking that, my love tank is often overflowing because I'm with my family. I have a new nephew. Elijah, auntie loves you. He's two months old. And I just get to 
be with my family, see my family and roll around in that love and that support. And wherever my family is, that's home for me. So it was one of the best decisions, but it was one of the most scary decisions. Had I not made that decision, I would have probably never started my own law firm. Had I not made that decision, I would have never met my husband. Had I not made that decision, I would have never gotten to spend so much time with my family and them with me. And no one knows how long we have. And that you can't even put a price on that. So that is a time where I had a lot of coverage, a lot of chutzpah, and I had a lot to lose. And I gained way more by being, but first of all, knowing my values, being bold enough to live my values and do what felt good to me. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks that help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert your tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. Another time where I had to make a bold and courageous decision more recently, I guess we're going to say in the last five, six years, but this is in the last couple, well, yeah, three, four years is when I left a very good paying job with benefits and decided to start my own firm. And I worked for this law firm, it's a national firm, and it was a very good gig and it paid very good money. And it offered me a lot of flexibility and I traveled a whole lot in that position. And I actually enjoyed the work. The travel, not so much, but the work I really enjoyed. I felt like I was doing really good work. And it came time, you know, I was one of the top performers, top attorneys, top win percentages. They, You get to know how many, for this particular company hearings you win in that particular field you don't get paid unless you win the hearing. And I was after like six or seven months at that firm, I tallied up all my wins and I had made half a million dollars in revenue for that firm. Me, this little brown girl from Brooklyn, this first generation girl from Guyana, first generation American girl from Guyana, was able to make a company uh, half a million dollars. And then I, you know, came time for bonuses and they assured me that, I'd be getting a very nice bonus, a, a very robust bonus, a, a, a amazing bonus. And I needed it because as much as I was doing pretty well, I wasn't doing New York well, and I had big girl bills, big girl student loans, and I had a car on its last leg, a, a beat up Toyota. And I had made plans to buy a new car. Cause I was having a lot of problems. So I'm thinking, okay, the, the, this bonus is going to at least be a couple thousand, $5,000 given, you know, based on the feedback I was getting. 
And the bonus came and it was basically like $5 in a bucket of chicken. And the company let me know very clearly that they didn't value me. And my response was to value myself. And I exit stage left and started the fab law firm. <laughs> and I made myself those, you know, the monies and I get to keep the monies and give it to all my peoples <laughs> and, you know, invest the monies. I'm being cute, but you get it. So it was courageous because at that time, I didn't know anyone that was running a successful business. I didn't know anyone that looked like me that was running a successful business the, the way in which I wanted to run it. I did not have a lot of working capital. I was not married. I didn't have a husband or a mortgage. I could take out a, a HELOC or something like that. I wasn't going to qualify for any business loans. I was going to have to do it, as my mom would say, flat-footed and bare-faced. I was going to have to do it. And I did it. And I did it very well. And I'm very proud. But I didn't know I could do it. All the evidence said I wasn't going to be able to do it. I went on all of the chat rooms and all of the articles and all of the Reddit chat rooms. And I spoke to all the people and took everyone else out similarly situated that I could kind of, you know, that was kind of in my network. And the resounding evidence showed that most people don't make a lot of money, don't make good at living, can't pay themselves a decent salary, end up having to work, you know, work for someone else. And it just didn't look good. I even had a family member tell me that if he needed to hire an attorney, he would get a Jewish lawyer. Boop, did say that. And you know what? That person I'm close to, they're good. It's nothing shady. That was their truth. And my, tr my truth, my courage, my balls were just big enough to do what I felt like I needed to do. And I invested in myself. And I believed in myself. And, I, and let me tell you who believed in me, my mom. I'm getting emotional. Everyone else, you know, my family members, like, girl, you got a good job. I wouldn't do that. And my mom, and, you know, she is my person. She is my, whew, I could, you know, that's my love. That's my, that's my soulmate right there. Um, she's everything. She's amazing. And um, I told her, and she said, you know what, Felicia, do it do it afraid. What's the worst thing that can happen? She said, worst case scenario, Felicia, it doesn't work out. You can apply to a job and you'll be able to work for one of these companies, but do it. And I did it. And it's been one of the best. No, it's been the best um, decision I've ever made. I control my schedule. I control what I do. I've been able to reinvest that money in other lucrative businesses. Um, uh, other ventures and real estate. And it was the best decision. And if I didn't have the chutzpah, <laughs> if I didn't have the courage to do it afraid and to continue to do it afraid, I would have never lived, you know, be living the life that I deserve and doing the things that I crave to do when I was put on this earth to do. So courage is just so necessary. In my research, I came across a video from a uh, late pastor, Dr. Monroe. And in the video on courage, he talks about the lion and uh, the lion not being the most powerful 
or strongest or even tallest animal in the jungle. He talks about the fact that even though the elephant is 60% more powerful than the lion and taller and bigger and more intelligent than all of the things that because of the lion's attitude, because of the lion's swagger, because of the lion's confidence, okay, when that lion sees that elephant, the lion says, there goes lunch. It has chutzpah. And because of that attitude, the lion is the king of the jungle. And Dr. Monroe goes on to say that 80% of leadership is attitude and 20% of leadership is skill. And he said the people with all the skills work for the person with the right attitude. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that is the basis of this podcast. The battlefield is truly in the mind. The battlefield is truly, truly in the mind. That is truly the battlefield. If you can work on your confidence, if you work on your authenticity, if you work on your leadership, if you work on your self-esteem, then you, the sky is the beginning. That is the thing that holds people back. I do, I, I do coaching calls. I take the lunches. I sometimes, not anymore in the beginning, allow people to pick my brain. And the number one thing is this self-esteem, this confidence, this attitude, this authenticity piece. The, the mindset is where the block is. And when you can manage your mind, then you can have an extraordinary life. I'll say it again. When you can manage your mind, then you can have an extraordinary life. Now, leaders who have courage have the ability to anticipate change and shape the future. They have the ability to know what's coming around the corner, anticipate that and pivot and benefit from that. That's a huge, that's a big leadership skill, but that takes you having what? Confidence. Okay, another thing great leaders do is they have a diverse network of people. Okay, that means people of diverse ages and ethnicity. So they have a curiosity and comfortability and confidence to interact with people different than themselves. Because if you are a smart leader, you understand the concept that you don't want everyone from your same perspective. You want people around you who, first of all, can make up for your weaknesses and who see the world a little differently than you do. And that's going to create balance and that's going to create the ability to, to be, to see what's coming around the corner and to be better than the competitor and to give you the edge. And another thing great leaders who have courage do is they, we build up our emotional stamina, right? You have to have the ability, you have to have the ability to have, to deal with rejection, to hold space for a lot of people, to take risks. In order to do that, your emotional stamina has to be, uh, has to be world-class. The emotional IQ and stamina have to be world-class unicorns. I hope that you digest what I have said Okay, I hope that you are using this as an opportunity to be introspective, to reflect, 
and now and then and then shortly execute like the unicorn you are. Ah, I enjoyed speaking to you guys until we speak again. Let's go get them, unicorns. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. Unicorns.